Hello, you're listening to audio from First Church Butler. If you'd like to check out more resources, please visit butlerfumc.com and connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at First Church Butler. So one thing that's probably universal to everybody in here or watching online is that we ourselves said this, this statement or heard somebody else say this, that, man, I can't believe it's already Christmas, right? I feel like we probably hear that every single year. And, and just along the lines of, I can't believe that another year is already almost come and gone. You know, it just seems like not too long ago, we just had Christmas Eve. We celebrated Christmas Eve as a church, but it was a year ago, and that year has come by fast. And um, you don't have to raise your hand, but I, I wonder how many in here this last year, if you would have went back to last Christmas, looking ahead with excitement and with hopes of 2022, if, if this year may have brought some unmet expectations, maybe this year brought some disappointment, maybe some chaos or some disappointment in a, a loss of a, a relationship or a loss of a loved one. Maybe just an unanswered prayer for a new job or something like that. Maybe a health concern. You know, we're all probably wrestling with something that we didn't expect. Or maybe it's a, spiritually our heart's in a place that we just sense, if we're being honest, that um, something just isn't right. That we know that this isn't all that life has. That um, we're, we're, for being honest, that spiritually we're just not as close to God as we, we feel like we probably should be, or as close to God as he wants us to be. But I want to encourage us this evening that whatever we have brought in, that um, there is hope. And we celebrate that hope this evening through what Jesus has done for us. And what Christmas does is it points to, to something outside of ourselves that we can have hope for and hope in, and someone that we can put our hope in, that even through our disappointments in life, even through unanswered questions, even through our own failures, that there truly is hope because of what Jesus has done. That really is what Christmas is all about. And the meaning of Christmas shows that we really don't have it all together. That's why God had to send his son, and Jesus came as God veiled in human flesh on our behalf to die for our sins so that we may receive new life if we receive him. We receive the gift of Christmas, the gift that he's given us. So Christmas really points to how much we need him and really how broken we are. But that is actually a message filled with hope and joy when we, we find the freedom that only Christ brings. You know, we wish we had it all together, but we truly don't. You know that person that, that always sends Christmas cards and every year they want to make sure that you know that everything in their life is going perfect. Right? We all probably know that, that person in our family or a friend that they have this car that's filled out and you know, their nephew, their granddaughter, everybody in their life is just doing great. Maybe some of you, you don't think of anybody. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're that person that you feel tempted to go out of your way to just put on this maybe appearance that everything is great, you know, everything is just fine, but maybe it's not. A couple, um, a couple years ago, my wife and I, this was our first Christmas card we had with, with both of, our, both of our, our, our kids. And these were some of the pictures that were included on our Christmas card. So we were excited. You know, it was the first one with two children. We wanted to have a, a cute Christmas card go out. And these were just some of the pictures we included. So 
We tried for about a half hour to get a couple really nice pictures of our, our really nice family, and this was the best that we had. And we came to the point where we just thought, you know, this is our life now. This is, this is life, so let's just send these pictures. The best part is you can't see in the picture, but our, our son only was wearing underwear, you know, so you couldn't even see that he wasn't wearing pants. Uh, but this was the best we had to offer. And it could be the same thing in our lives at times, right? Can it? Or this is really how we feel. You know, we try to have it all together. We strive for success. We strive for strong relationships. But sometimes we just can't get out of our own way. Or in life, we feel like we just can't catch a break. But I have some great news for us. Great news is we just heard in the, the scripture reading that the angel gave to the shepherds, this good news of great joy for all people. This news of Christmas, that because of what Christmas, or because of what Jesus has done for us, that church and being around Christians should be the place, if there is anywhere, that we can go and feel like we don't have to act like we have to have it all together. Somewhere along the lines, I think people have viewed church as a place where you, you have to feel like you have to all, all together or appear like you have it all together before you can set foot in it. But Christians and, and church should be the place where if there's anywhere, we should be able to be free, not to brag in our sin or, or to live in our shame, but to be honest and open of our struggles and what we're going through. And the reason of that is, of course, because we have a God that, that already knows our heart better than we do, that we can boldly come to him, the Bible says, just as we are because of what Jesus has done, that we can boldly approach the throne of God because of Christmas. And in fact, I would argue that the greater awareness we have of our brokenness, that the greater the possibility we have of seeing our need for a Savior. Because Jesus meets us in our mess with the miracle of Christmas. Jesus meets us right in our mess because of the miracle of Christmas. These last couple weeks as a church, we've gone through a message series called Come Home for Christmas or Come Home to Christmas. And we've talked about things like having hope, and having joy, and, and finding love, and having peace, that these things are, are truly only found and fully found in a lasting way, not just in a fleeting way, but in a, a lasting way that can stay with us forever when we remember what Jesus has done for us and who we are called to be in his name. Ultimately, the more that we know Jesus in the heart of God, the more of these things we will have in our lives, because these things are not found in a situation, things like hope and peace and joy, not found in our circumstances, but truly found in a, the person of Jesus. So a couple minutes ago, um, it was a scripture reading of the birth story of Jesus in Luke chapter 2, and I'm going to just kind of recap a couple verses and, and look at a, a key point that we're going to focus in for the message this evening. That I want us all just to, you know, really simply, there's so much we could talk about in the birth story of Jesus, but just really hone in on one key message in a few minutes. And um, so, right, the angel Gabriel, he spoke to Mary, and uh, Mary initially was terrified, as anybody in that situation would be. But in the end, she says, you know, not my will, but God, whatever, whatever your will may be, let it be so in my life. And because of that willingness, God did a miracle in her life. I believe in the, in the same way God wants to do miracles in our, our lives when we say, God, let it be so in our lives. Let your will be done above our own, above just what we want. 
So then the angel takes this news. So Jesus is born in Bethlehem. And the angel takes this news, this incredible news of this gift, to some shepherds. And we're going to talk about that. But they, this is where we pick up in verse 10. It says, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. So they were terrified. The angel appears to them. They're just like any, any of us would be. They're terrified. They don't know what's going on. Why is this angel talking to us? But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in, in cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Like I said, if I could summarize just in one sentence, one really take home for us to reflect on, not just right in this moment, but throughout this weekend and throughout our lives of what Christmas truly is, it is this. Coming home to Christmas can be an event that we attend, or it is a decision that changes the trajectory of our lives. We can either see Christmas as an event to get through or as something that powerfully can change the trajectory of our lives. And by coming home to Christmas, of course, I mean coming home to Jesus, finding our identity and looking for fulfillment in him because of what he has, he has demonstrated, his, the love of God for each and every one of us. I distinctly remember as, as a kid going to Christmas Eve service and viewing it as an event. Now, I grew up, that was a part of, of our Christmas Eve every single year and growing up in church, so it, it of course, meant something to me. But even then, you know, as a kid, I, I viewed it as just one thing to get through to the next thing. The one thing to get through for something that I'm more excited about, right? Christmas Eve service was an event. Christmas was an event that, um, the service was an event that we got through and then we can get to the good part, whether it's the meal or more Christmas cookies or opening presents. And isn't it like that in life sometimes, that we always, or not, maybe not always, but if we're not careful, if we're not intentional, we live for the next big event in life. So often we are focused on the transitions or the big decisions in life that we miss the key moments, the moments that we are mainly living in, which are the little ordinary everyday moments that we are called to be faithful in. And we put so much stock in, in making the, the right, perfect decision or looking forward to the next big event, like what college are we going to go to or the next job that we're seeking or that relationship or starting a family or retirement. It's so easy to get lost in focus in just these, these big events, these big transitions in life. But when we do that, we lose, we lose sight of what's most important and being faithful in the little things. And Jesus calls us to be faithful with the little things first, and then he will, he will give us the responsibility to be faithful with those bigger things, with those bigger decisions. 
But truly, the progression of answering the call of Jesus, of receiving that gift, is being faithful with the little things, recognizing the little things just as much as a gift as the big things. And I think that's why, at times, we get to this point where we think, I can't believe it's already Christmas. Or I can't believe my youngest is already 10 years old. Or that my oldest is getting married. We get to these points because life moves fast and we get so caught up in the big things, which of course are important, but that we lose sight in the little things. And this weekend, it can be very tempting to view Christmas just as an event to get through or this weekend as maybe something that we even endure or we have to endure instead of the life-changing power that it offers of receiving this gift, this gift of salvation that God went to the lengths that he did for us. That Jesus left the, the right hand of God, the, seated beside the throne of God in heaven, to come to earth in the most humble way as a baby, in a barn, born in a manger. But when we view Christmas as this opportunity to receive a gift, it really can change the trajectory, not just of our lives, but truly of the, li- of our, the lives around us, the lives that we impact, the people that we are with every single day. In the reading, it, it talks about how the shepherds immediately, when they heard this news, they immediately went to find Jesus. They immediately went to find Mary and Joseph. They responded right away. But the shepherds could have done a couple different things. They could have had many different reactions to what just happened, this angel coming and, and declaring this good news that they, of course, they were not expecting. They weren't the ultra-religious. They were just some shepherds doing their job, caring for their flock. So they could have responded in fear, which they initially did, and they could have been paralyzed by fear so much that they, they didn't act. That didn't compel them into action. They could have just discussed what happened. I think in life, in everyday life now, there's a lot of chatter. There's a lot of talking and far less personal responsibility. You know, it's become so focused on what other people are doing or how other people are treating us that we lose sight in our responsibility and, and, and just really focusing on how we can honor God ourselves. So the shepherds, they could have just talked about this experience and not done anything with it. But what does it say? That they immediately went to search for Jesus. And it clearly changed their lives forever because it said, they, what did they do? The two things, they worship God, they praise God, because they recognized the gift that God had given them. And then they told other people about it. They shared this good news with other people. It changed the trajectory of their lives forever. We don't hear anything else really about the shepherds after that, but we know they took that initial step. But in our lives today, when probably a lot of us have heard this story, and it's just kind of business as usual. It's Christmas Eve service again. Of course, it's nice, but do we really reflect on the gift that God has given us? Do we just think about it on Christmas Eve, or is it something that really impacts our lives from the inside out and changes us in a way that God uses us to change lives around around us and to use our area of influence to be an ambassador for his kingdom? How many of you... If uh, you don't have to raise your hand, but if I said, hey, I'm just going to talk for another hour and then I'll be done, well, you'd start to get a little anxiety, right? And I, I don't blame you because I'd probably be there if, if I was in your seat because 
We have stuff to do. We have the next thing that, you know, to get to after the service, that life is busy. But we are called to take time, not just one time a year, but every single day, really to reflect on the gift that God has given us. It's a question we must ask ourselves. Is Christmas something we consume, or is it something that changes us so that we can change the world around us? So we could be like two groups of people in Jesus' day. We could be like the ultra-religious people, the Pharisees, the religious leaders who were well-respected in society. People looked up to them because they followed all the rules to, the, to a T. Right? They, they, they checked all the lists that they should, the things that they were told that they should do to be good religious followers. And they did that. We know Jesus called them out many times as hypocrites and having, having just hearts of hypocrisy and bias and judgment towards other people, that the outside, they looked good, and they did all the right things on the outside, but inside, Jesus said they were dead. That it wasn't real life change that they received from God. Their salvation, their righteousness was all based on their works, and they, they missed the fact that, that our righteousness is found in God's eyes through what Jesus has done for us, through receiving that gift. And that gives us a lot of freedom when we really reflect on that. But that gift isn't just something that happened thousands of years ago. It wasn't just an event that took place, but it's something that can impact our everyday life and free us from whatever, whatever burdens we have, whatever addictions we are holding on to, that Jesus, through his Holy Spirit, has the power to free us from anything that, that is chaining us down. Whether that's a physical addiction, whether it's something spiritual that, that we're struggling with, that's the kind of life-powering impact that Christmas is meant to have. And that's why Jesus came. So we could be like those ultra-religious people, just putting in our time, or we could be like the shepherds. The shepherds were some of the least likely people. If you were to guess anybody that the angel would first take this good news to, most likely we would not have guessed it would be these shepherds, these, these groups just caring for their flock, just these hardworking people, they weren't just middle-class society. They were actually considered lower-class society, looked down upon, outcasts, off on their own. And these were the people that the angel chose, that God chose to begin sharing this good news with. And they simply just received the call, not because they were the ones that had it all together, not because they were the ones that society deemed worthy of good news or worthy of success. They were just willing to do something with the good news of Christmas. And it can be tempting to consume Jesus and in our everyday life just to take what we want from Jesus. It can be tempting to do that, try to fit Jesus in where, where it's convenient or where it doesn't interrupt our everyday lives or where it's just enough maybe on, on a holiday. But if that's our mindset, we are missing so much of what God wants to do in our lives and through us. God wants us to surrender to our, our heart to his heart and our desires to his. When we come to Jesus, we find these things like hope and, and true love in our hearts, and we can have hope no matter what circumstance we're going through and peace no matter what we're going through. Because again, these things are in a person. Hope truly isn't a person. Hope is truly in what Jesus has done for us. But he will only become these things to the extent that we allow him to, to the extent that we surrender to his will, to the extent that we answer and receive the gift that he has given us, just like the shepherds did on that night that Jesus was born. So 
I carry this notebook with me a lot. This is just, um, you know, I listen to a lot of messages or just, just in reading or um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And I, I like to write down key things that I pick up, just, you know, lines or, or scripture verse that, that I want to keep with me. And, and my heart is really one day I would pass this on to my kids. And so if I'm at work or if I'm traveling, I take this with me wherever I go. But for a month, I couldn't find it anywhere. I knew I left it, I thought I left it in the church, our downtown campus, somewhere, but I could not find it anywhere. And so it wasn't devastating or anything like that, but there was a part of me, because I would carry this with me for a couple of years, wherever I went, that I felt a little empty. I felt, I felt like something was missing if I wasn't carrying this with me. And I felt a little sadness, too, because I, I felt like there's a lot, of, a lot of wisdom that I want to pass on to my kids one day. And the day I, I began working on this message, I happened to just take a little break, and I, I walked by an area that I really hardly ever go in, in our church, and it was just sitting on the coat rack. And I thought, man, that's so cool. And um, it was an answer to prayer because I, I really wanted to find this. And again, I wasn't devastated, but there was a part of me that, that felt empty in those couple weeks that I couldn't find it. I was missing something that I was meant to have. And it made me think that in life, for, for many who maybe have never made that decision to receive the gift of salvation, to receive the gift of Christmas, or maybe those who, who have, but life has just gotten in the way over the years, and, and we need to be reminded of this incredible gift that maybe we received, but we've been distracted, or maybe on Christmas especially, we can become distracted of things that are important, but aren't more important than our salvation, than where we put our hope in or who we put our hope in. So I think many of us, and if it's not us, I guarantee people around us in our everyday lives that, that feel empty, that feel like there is something miss, missing in their life. They feel restless. We don't have to look far to see that in this world. But there is hope because Jesus made, his, he made earth his home so that we would find our home in him. Again, we are invited to come to God just as we are because Jesus came to where we were. That's what Christmas is all about. Jesus coming to our level, not waiting for us to come to his level, but not wanting to keep us there, but to change our lives, to change our lives forever. And when he does a work in our lives, he doesn't just give us that, that gift to, to get, or to keep to ourselves. But anytime God gives us a, a gift, he wants us to share it with other people just like those shepherds did. So whether, wherever you are in your faith, can I just invite you to reflect on that? To ask yourself, to, to ask before God, do I really believe this? Do I put my hope in the message of Christmas, the message of Jesus? Is our hope not just that Jesus once came, but that he's coming again, that he promises to come back and to make this world right the way it was meant to be? It can be easy to lose sight in that with the way things are going. Maybe sometimes in our own heart, or in the world around us. But that is truly what the message of Christmas is all about. I just want to close. I came across this passage, or this, just this quote last week. I'd never heard this before put in this way, but I think this is so powerful. So I, I just want to close with this. A thousand times in history has a baby become a king, but only once has a king become a baby. And that king became a baby for you and for me. Not just to change the trajectory of the world, but the trajectory of our lives as well.